Welcome to Here's the Thing, where we talk fitness, lifestyle, human nature, and everything in between. What's up, y'all? Today, I'm going to tell you the only supplements that you should spend your money on. The only supplements you need. And you need to have supplements or you will die young. You will never hit your goals and life will be miserable. No, I'm just kidding. Supplements aren't necessary at all. And I would like to give a uh, PSA disclaimer. PSA and disclaimer. I feel like I didn't need to use both of those. Supplements aren't necessary. Supplements are a supplement to you having your shit together. And if you're listening to my podcast, here's the thing. You don't have your shit together. Probably. I hope you do, but I'm trying to get my shit together, and I think that we can do this together. <laughs> so, the supplements um, should only be really used. Any supplement should only be really used if you're already changing your diet. If you're already starting, if you've already started to work out, you should not be. There's just no point in taking supplements if you're like. You shouldn't be taking supplements just because you want to eat McDonald's nuggets every meal so you can get your vitamins. Now, if you were going to eat McDonald's McNuggets for every meal, you should be taking a vitamin. But that shouldn't be why you're taking supplements. A lot of people aren't taking supplements to um, uh, fill the hole or cover the gap of a deficiency like a supplement is actually used for. A lot of people try to use supplements so that they don't have to change. Which makes no sense because the the only uh, the other greatest factor in that is people taking supplements while they're starting to change. And it's like, why do you need a fat burner? You don't need a fat burner if you're starting to cut calories because the calories cutting is the fat burner. So, um, and there's one there's one that you don't need either is a fat burner. Fat burners aren't very necessary. And you guys need to understand that you got to get a little bit better at diet. And you got to start working out before you have these supplements. I know for a fact there's people out there still. Because I was one of these bro lifters. And a lot of guys my age, especially if you're listening to this podcast, back in the day, we used to spend like $200, $250, $300 a month on supplements. And if you're spending that much on supplements a month, you don't need to. It's not making that much of a difference there's not it's not possible to hit your goals with a supplement exclusively like i want to lose 30 pounds okay well the only way you can lose 30 pounds is by changing everything about your diet everything about your workout and also you need to take creatine like no you can hit any goal imaginable without supplements they are not necessary now with that being said if you're in a also if you're not in that financial space, most people taking supplements aren't even financially able to do that. You're cutting out other things. Like uh, I know f- I used to spend so much money on supplements that I couldn't even eat better. I couldn't eat higher quality protein. I couldn't eat protein. I couldn't afford meat and stuff. So I'd be eating out. I'd be eating cheap shit. I'd be eating highly processed shit, which made no sense. $300 fucking dollars a month is a car payment too. I wish that was my car payment. Uh, the One of the biggest things I'll tell you right now that I think anyone and everyone should be doing is um, 
is spending money on protein powder. Protein powder, for what I tell my clients, is like, think of it like powdered chicken breast because it's like, oh, how much protein powder should I have? Well, how many chicken breasts should you eat? The more, the merrier, right? And that's kind of like protein powder. I, if you, there's there's probably a 70 to 85% chance that you are not having enough protein in your day. If you're listening to this, you're probably not eating enough protein. Almost guaranteeably so. So adding in a protein powder shake would be genius because that's just a free 20 to 30 grams of protein. And you need that protein. You need that for muscle retention, but you, listening to this, also need to build more muscle. You build a little bit more muscle, you'll be able to eat more, or you'll just naturally be leaner. Muscle is a beautiful thing. Protein powder is a huge helper in building muscle. Now, as I'm talking about these supplements as well, understand that this is going down in an order of importance. So if you're thinking at the bottom of the list, I have mushrooms. Well, where is that in importance? Well, it's at the bottom of the list. So there you go. Protein powder is at the top because everyone, I believe, should be on protein powder. And you don't need to have some crazy-ass protein. You need to just focus on isolate. I'm not even going to go into the other kinds. Just make sure in the ingredients or make sure on it. Actually, just make sure in the ingredients because companies are scammy. I, shout out to uh, Head Turner Fitness and Small Batch Supplements Co., which is now his, more of his, uh, I guess his bigger company, where they do supplements here in Des Moines. And they do foods, keto foods, tons of desserts. Um, I've had some of them. They're phenomenal. But I like, obviously, support local and support small business. And he's a good buddy of mine. And so I buy all my supplements through him. But a lot of big companies, not it, not too long ago, the top 10, I believe, actually, companies in the sports performance world, in the supplement world, were um, scrutinized for mislabeling in abusing these products and so you would find like a protein powder that said it was an isolate powder and whether you understand this or not it doesn't matter but on the ingredients it would say the main ingredient was whey concentrate well whey concentrate is not as good as isolate so you're overpaying for a product that's not as good and so i would say first and foremost when you're looking for these products try to find a smaller company or do a lot of research and dig in and don't be buying shit from like target and walmart and shit because like you got to think of these big box stores. They're not looking for the best product. They're not look like because the best product can't be mass produced. And that's kind of where I'm going with everything anymore. Kind of thinking on, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but kind of thinking on uh, um, foods too. Just like, you know, buying shit from Hy-Vee and whatnot, Costco. And it's like, oh, this is good food. And it's like, is it? How could it be though? How high quality and how how natural could it possibly be if this product that doesn't grow like this, speaking on fucking produce especially, or the amount of eggs that have to be shelled out. It's like, it's not natural. So it has to be manipulated and processed in some way. And a lot of these supplements, if you're going through a big company, they have bottom lines that they care about to the extent that they're willing to go and go put filler or mislabel or or just misdirect on what they're putting in their supplements. So shop local, support small. Um, just go get your supplements from my guy, Head Turner Fitness. Find DD Gregory, my guy. Um, he'll get you hooked up on the protein powder. Protein powder. 
you want to look for isolate, I will say no more on that. Creatine. Creatine is the most scientifically backed, most studied supplement in human history, and it works. Now, with that said, you could never take creatine in your entire life, and you could take creatine in your entire life. Let's put you, right now, never taking creatine for the rest of your life and working out, let's say, three days a week and eating perfect forever. Now, let's put you, B, taking creatine the rest of your life in a perfect dose and working out three times a week and eating perfectly, there's not going to be that big of a difference in 10 years, in 20 years, in 50 years. Now, the body produces creatine. Meat has creatine in it, especially beef. Um, We get creatine a little bit through food. We produce creatine in the body. Creatine is very essential um, for humans. Now, supplementing this can help improve strength, and can I kind of improve a uh, body composition as well by helping, I believe, to help um, increase water in the, and it does increase water in the body. So you will increase more water. But if you're working out, that water will get shuttled into uh, the muscles more, assuming your electrolytes are are on point. I might have, I might have put electrolytes too far down this list. So that's creatine. Creatine, um, the only thing I'll tell you on creatine, creatine monohydrate, nothing else you need to know. There are a lot of different creatines out there. Creatine monohydrate, period, the end, exclamation point. It is the cheapest, it is the most uh, backed, and it's the most studied, and it's the most effective. Everything else is a play on marketing. Creatine monohydrate. And, the, and actually, the reason that's up on number two is because it's pretty, I mean, after COVID, it, it spiked heavily in price. But creatine's still incredibly inexpensive. For the amount you get. I think I just bought new creatine from my guy, but I had creatine from this company for, I don't know, two years, and I paid 20 bucks, maybe 30 bucks for it. I think it's about how much it costs now for a smaller amount of that. Very inexpensive. Vitamin D. Vitamin D, especially in the Midwest here, if you're or, or if you're anywhere in the world listening to this and it's cold, vitamin D, you're probably, you're probably deficient in. Um, they're finding a lot of the COVID problems. A lot of people that were getting intubated, a lot of people that were in critical care were vitamin deficient. Uh, Vitamin D deficient, excuse me. Vitamin D is important because vitamin D actually plays on hormones. It's actually regulating hormones. It's It's so imperative that the sun, we actually collect vitamin D through the UV rays by getting sunlight on the skin in direct contact. It's that imperative that nature literally evolved a way for us to get our vitamin D without having to get it through just food or anything. Unbelievable. And that's why vitamin D is number three. Vitamin D is crucial. I take, I think, 5,000 IU. I would recommend taking a minimum of 1,000 IU up to 3,000 IU. In winter, when it's colder and I'm getting zero sun, I'm taking 5,000 to 10,000 IU. You can overdose on vitamin D. I'm not really sure what the toxicity issues are of that. I've never really had issues, Um, but I wouldn't probably go over 5,000 IU. I think Rhonda Patrick on the Joe Rogan Experience talked about going around 5,000 every day, no matter what. And she wasn't living in an area with sunlight. So vitamin D is also very high on the list. It says number four, but it's number three. That's odd. 
So I guess we don't have a top 10 because I miscounted. Yeah, we have a top nine. That's fine. Uh, vitamin D is number three on the list because of its importance, but also because ding, 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 it's inexpensive as shit. It is not that expensive to supplement vitamin D. Now, the one thing you do need to know about vitamin D that I can confidently tell you is I switched from taking it in the morning to night. Why? Because vitamin D is one of those supplements that's not water soluble, which means you can't take it at any time. It has to, it has to be fat. It is fat soluble, so you have to have fat that you're ingesting while you're ingesting this vitamin D, or you you already have to have some kind of food, essentially in your stomach. And so, if you're going to take vitamin D, do not take it on an empty stomach. Uh, it just won't be effective. It, it has to process, and the only way it, it does that is through fat consumption. Electrolytes, number four on the list. I, gosh, I might even put that number one though. I, I mean, electrolytes is another thing that most of us are deficient in. And the issue with being deficient or non-deficient in electrolytes is this can happen all like multiple times throughout the day because one of the biggest ways to get very quickly deficient in electrolytes is to sweat a lot. That's where you're excreting the sodium. Now, electrolytes that I'm talking about, sodium, Magnesium and potassium. These three are critical for the body in so many facets. Now, salt's been demonized. Sodium is demonized. Sodium is literally imperative for a living being to live. The only way chemical reactions occur in our body and we get to move and to do things is by sodium causing and allowing that chemical reaction to happen in our body. Now, sodium also, along with potassium and uh, magnesium, helps regulate uh, water in the body. We need a lot of water in our body. Now, I'm going to give you a tip. If you're ever hungover, I almost guarantee you've been screwing yourself over. When you're hungover, the worst thing you can do is drink lots of water. Hydration is not consuming lots of water. And when you're hungover, alcohol being a diuretic, and you probably ate a lot of food, which had a lot of salt, which flushed a lot of water out of your body, you're very dehydrated, which means dehydrated, you're lacking water, but you're also lacking electrolytes. Now you're pounding water, right? Because you're hungover. What are you doing now? You're actually decreasing more of the electrolytes that were already excreted too much from your body. You're causing more issues. Uh, you'll feel more dizzy. You'll feel more of a headache. So what you need to do when you're hungover is you need to do my now world famous, I it's not famous yet, but the ocean shot where, I don't know, get a cup, get a shot glass, whatever. A couple pinches, heavy pinches of salt. This is going to be not very fun. And then you fill it with water. Now you got to do the tornado. That's where you swirl it up, get that salt moving, and sucker down. Now that you've had several pinches of salt, now you can start consuming your water. Now you will feel more hydrated. Now you will reduce your hangover. So that's what sodium does. So I hope that example convinced you that salt's not bad. Now, mom, I know you're listening to this. You got one kidney. If you got one kidney, careful on your sodium. You obviously have to be much more careful on that stuff. Um, for those of us that have two kidneys, God bless my mom for having one. She donated hers. She's she's a goddess of amongst pure mortals. And if you aren't, if you do have two kidneys, the electrolytes is is huge. And maybe why I put want to put it up front is because it can be relatively inexpensive because you don't even need electrolyte powder, you know, like liquid IV or anything, or the electrolyte powder that I actually get 
which is called electrolyte powder, plus immune support from my guy, Dee Dee Gregory at Head Turner Fitness. I spelled electrolytes very wrong here. No, I, that might be right. That might be right. Uh, I would take when I have when I have my powder on hand. I'm usually taking a scoop or two a day. But you know, a, a a workout that gets you really sweaty will reduce those electrolytes. But you have to remember too. So we just talked about the alcohol example. Caffeine is a diuretic as well. So when you're going to work out, the caffeine you're taking in your pre-workout or your energy drink or whatever is already taking away more sodium out of your usually deficient body because the government told you that's so fucking bad and salt's amazing. Here's how amazing salt is. So before I go work out, I will put a scoop in of my electrolytes into my pre-workout. Now that scoop has upwards of over 1,000 milligrams of salt. That's a gram of sodium, which is about the daily recommended dose from the government. So I'm probably going to die because after my workout, if it's really hard, I add another scoop of electrolytes and I add another 1,000 milligrams of salt to my daily intake. And that's within two or three hours. Now, oddly, when I take all of this salt, I have great power output, amazing blood volume, better workouts. And oddly, when I consume enough water after my workout, way better recovery because my sodium's been replenished my electrolytes that got that got excreted through so through salt and through the caffeine intake and through moving and just through daily life through peeing while you're working out i'm actually replenishing that we need these electrolytes electrolytes although they're number 4 on the list i might throw those above number 1 honestly but you those are good that was a good that's a good one fish oil and cla i put these together because you should be taking both probably now fish oil is the omega 3s and omega is it oath is 3 6 and 9 and cla is 12 i butchered that i know i did you're getting all your omegas when you get fish oil and cla now, fish oil specifically, because I know a little bit more about that, the EPA and DHA has different effects. But one of the biggest things that fish oil actually can do is help keep blood pressure lower and help actually with like depression and anxiety and stuff. Not to mention that fish oil is just, you know, those fats that come from fish oil pills and CLA pills, those omegas are really important for the body to use. And so you'll just feel a little bit better with that. You'll be a little bit healthier with that. And they're number five on the list because fish oil and CLA, CLA I think is a little bit more. They're not that expensive. Number six, y'all are going to hate me for this one, pre-workout. Now, this was a tough one to put down there because I've almost, in my 15 years, have I been working out for 15 years? I've been working out longer than that. Jeez. In 15 years, that's been like the number one thing I've always carried with me is pre-workout. I've always had pre-workout. But the necessity to have it isn't quite validated necessarily anymore. And I, and I only mean that in the sense that we really just become dependent. I'm dependent on on caffeine to work out because for for obviously physiological but but very much psychological reasons. And although there's other ingredients that can help, you know, with a workout like a lot of pre-workouts, yes, they come with the caffeine, but they come with nitric, nitric oxide and beta alanine, which are going to be things that help blood flow and help 
uh, vasodilation, which can help push nutrients and blood into muscles, give you a little bit better pump, maybe give you a little bit better, uh, more tissue damage, which which leads to better potential recovery. Especially if you have vasodilation post-workout, you're going to be able to shuttle more nutrients into muscles, thus probably recovering better. But you could also just get an energy drink. And I think that's why I put it lower on the list is because their relative cost I mainly do energy drinks anymore these days, although I do have pre-workout from my guy because there's other stuff in the pre-workout that's beneficial, but it's just not necessary. And that's why it's number six on the list is I I don't necessarily look at my supplements as specifically for performance enhancement, but more for performance life, performance and life optimization. And I just don't think pre-workout is as critical as these other ones I've listed. Now, the last three I'm about to list, seven, eight, and nine, are ones that I personally, anecdotally, see some benefit in for myself. So number seven, and not a lot of people take this one, is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha can help tame the cortisol effects. Let's talk about cortisol real quick. When you go to bed, you happen to wake up because if you didn't wake up, you wouldn't be listening to this. Why did you wake up though? You woke up because your body temperature hit a specific temperature and you opened your eyes. That's why you woke up. When you wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes it's because your body's too hot. Oftentimes when you wake up, Anytime before you're normally supposed to wake up, that's what happens. So you should be keeping your bedroom cool. That's why they have cooling mattresses or like pads now. The body almost needs to go into a dead-like state to stay asleep. But what raises that body temperature and wakes you up is cortisol. Now, we hear bad things about cortisol because if cortisol is elevated all the time, it does promote inflammation. It's going gonna, it's gonna to promote hormones that make you hungry or yada, yada. It's not why you're fat, okay? Cortisol goes up and down. It's not constantly on the rise, but you are in a constant state of stress, so you need to calm down. But if we didn't have that cortisol rise, our body temperature wouldn't rise enough to wake us up. That cortisol starts off high through the day and tapers off through throughout later into the day. When cortisol goes down, that is when you and I get tired. So we need cortisol to be higher through the day because guess what? We need to be in a state of stress to get our day done. That's how we, that is how the human animal gets shit done and survives in life is there has to be a, oh shit, I'm hungry. So I got to go figure out how to eat. Oh shit. Today's world. We got to, oh shit, I got to pay my bills or I'll lose my house. Like not much of a survival, survival thing, but ashwagandha helps to tame down that cortisol can help reduce anxiety, depression. I used to take ashwagandha in the morning. Now that I've listened to my favorite person lately, uh, Andrew Huberman, neurobiologist out at Stanford, he talks about ashwagandha really being better in the late afternoon or or evening a few hours before bed. Um, I have a supplement that way overshot it with 3000 milligrams. I think he recommended about six to 800 milligrams, but you do not want to take ashwagandha before you work out or in the morning because that it levels down cortisol. It's supposed to help you calm down. So, uh, ashwagandha is a root. It's been studied a lot and actually it's, it can help increase testosterone slightly as well. Um, as far as the shit I've heard in the past about it, uh, but it's number seven on the list because it's, it's not that important. If you're a high-stress person, this would help you, and it'll help you sleep more as well. Um, Something I didn't put on here was sleep supplements. 
besides like that one obviously being a little bit of a sleep supplement um i'll do another one on sleep supplements probably at some point but i don't really have any specific sleep supplement that i'm taking right now i i don't I'll carry the good night formula, the good night supplement from my guy here in Des Moines, but it's not that, it's not that I use it like every night. I'll keep it on hand. So if I have a rough day or I don't feel like I'm going to get to bed tonight, I'll take that and it'll help. And it's got a lot of different stuff in it that I won't get into right now. But one of your issues is you don't need to add in that sleep supplement. You need to stop taking pills because the Xanax, the Hydros, the the um all of the sleeping pills that are out there they're not designed to help you get to sleep they literally put you unconscious which is fine because you're getting some form of sleep i guess because you're not conscious but you're not getting sleep you're not getting a rest your your brain is not in sleep mode which is why a lot of you take that shit at let's say 11 and you wake up at two or three and you're and sometimes you can't go back to bed that's because you never went to bed you took a pill that knocked you out for four hours and then you're, and then you get back to bed, but then you have to sleep like another two hours and get up for work, and you're groggy as shit, and yada yada. Those sleep pills ain't helping you. Get that ashwagandha. Um, you know what? I'm gonna switch these right now. So, mushrooms, number eight, mushrooms, a lot of cognitive ability. The reishi, the lion's mane, the cordyceps. Now, what I want you to get from this talk, right, right, quick is. If you've seen the movie Limitless, or now there's a show called Limitless, this isn't going to turn you, this isn't going to make you a genius, and this isn't going to change your life. The mushroom, and I've, I've had people just super stoked about asking me about mushrooms. They are a little, a little cognitive enhancer. That's it. You probably notice a big step up if you're just like a walking zombie, I suppose, but it's not going to change your life. It's not going to help you lose weight. It's like, yeah, you could you could argue indirectly, I feel a little more energized. And when I feel a little more energized, I hit the gym. Okay, well, there you go. There's a Because if you only hit the gym twice a week, but now you're taking mushrooms and you hit it three times a week, awesome. I guess it did kind of help in that sense indirectly, but it directly has no effect on that, which why is why it is number nine. So the only supplements you should spend your money on, protein powder, creatine, Vitamin D, electrolytes, fish oil and CLA, pre-workout, ashwagandha, exogenous ketones, mushrooms. Pretty much in that order is about where I'd put them. That's the top nine that I usually take. I don't think I left anything out necessarily. Um, ooh, I guess we could consider apple cider vinegar. I would even put that. I just wrote that down for number 10. I'd put that way up there. That's cheap. Take a shot of that in the morning because the... the I think living beings function like this, but the human being has a digestive tract that we function on fermented foods really well. Ferment, fermentation is good for our stomach. It's good for, um, you have a gut microbiome and that apple cider vinegar, the shot or whether you mix it into anything will be very good as well. These are the supplements that I would spend my money on, that I do spend my money on, that I do take. Supplements can be very beneficial, but supplements are not at all necessary. If you're listening to this podcast and you're overweight and you want to lose 30, 40, 50 pounds, I urge you to spend all of your mental energy on fixing your diet first, fixing your diet as in trying to figure out what you're eating, why you're eating, trying to dial in the times that you're eating, try to get on more of a fasting routine. And I would start working out. I would start working out three days a week before I would ever think about supplements. And I wish I could go back and do all that again. I spent thousands of dollars 
on supplements. I I spend on average eh, maybe a hundred dollars a month, and that's being aggressive on supplements. I look way better today than I did when I was spending three hundred dollars a month. I have way more results than I ever had when I took tons and tons and tons of supplements every single month, because supplements are just that. They are a supplement to a great diet and a fantastic workout program. If you don't have a great diet and a fantastic workout program, you are wasting your money, except on protein powder, because that's something that we could all use, because you're under-eating protein. In fact, before you start supplements, if you're listening to this and you want to lose weight, I want you to work up to 100 grams of protein per day, and then you'll never need a supplement. You're welcome. I'll catch you next time. Don't be wasting money on supplements that you don't need. Out. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. Guys, you can find us at our website where we have a store, a fitness application. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget to check out our blog. Go hit the website up to see all of our programs and guides. We'll see you next week.